This episode of The Patch is sponsored by Hulu Plus. Hulu Plus lets you binge on thousands of hit shows anytime, anywhere on your TV, PC, smartphone, or tablet. Support this podcast and get an extended free trial of Hulu Plus when you go to HuluPlus.com slash patch. That's HuluPlus.com slash patch. Wow. Crazy graphics. Nazi. I guess we have to do the awards now, don't don't we? Oh, we can't bitch out? We cannot back out. (laughs) So the awards will be presented by Gus, Bernie, Ryan, and Gus. Especially Gus. The way you pointed, you didn't point at me, so I wasn't ready. I don't know why. We always go in the same rotation, but I wasn't ready for my close-up there. Sorry. Hey. And Bernie. Oh, they took it away. (laughs) (laughs) They took it away. Do it Go, go, go. Hey. Hey, Hey, there it is. So we have a, a shit ton of things to talk about. There is a yeah. lot to talk about. So we have not only gaming awards, but we have a ton of video game news to get through. Um, this, we can't talk about video game news today. I, I spent think. so much time compiling that list. We have to talk <laughs> at least about some of it. But I definitely think we should address gaming awards first. All right, let's do it. To make sure we don't run out of time and we sufficiently argue about the topic. Wow. So and 28 different topics you sent to talk about in the patch today. Yeah. That's what you sent. On in top addition, of the video game. In board. addition to the whole list of yeah. games we have for games of the year. And we know we have the most prestigious award to give away here, so we really have to the make PTAs. sure we get it right. The <laughs> most prestigious award in the entire video game industry. See, we'll call it the PGAs Our for podcast. a few years until people really start to hate it. Then we'll rebrand it as the PGX and have Joel McHale come on. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone will love it after that. Now, do we have an official trophy? Oh, you shouldn't even ask that. No. He's really shitty with trophies. I'm really yeah, shitty. Really with trophies. shitty. Okay, yeah. you know, I thought I thought that might be the case, so I came prepared. Uh, here we go. We have uh, first aid only band aid. Besides, and, uh, that is not a band aid, my friend. We talked about this on RT podcast. What does that mean? First aid only. First aid oh, only is the brand. What it just says on it's there. a first aid only. Uh, and if, they, if they're extra special, they get the twofer. They have the knuckle like, bandage. Uh, yeah, the knuckle yeah. bandage. There we go. That'll be the AAA title. What are we doing? Okay, we're Somebody doing. Somebody gets that in the mail, and they'll be just like. So we're doing <laughs> game of the game of the band-aid in the no mail. What would you do? Just send them a band-aid. Just slap it on a cut. Used or unused? Mm. Oh, disgusting. Depends on how well they win. So we're doing game of the year and yep. downloadable game of the year. Okay. Is that no, no must, no fuss. No must, no, no fuss. No, like all this. But there is a – in going through the list, I made sure that I had played every single game on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's the big debate is should you be able to talk about a game if you have not played the game to completion – but Gabe from Penny Arcade once made the comment, and I appreciated it, which was, if a guy didn't complete a game, I want to hear from that guy too. Like, why mm-hmm. did you not complete the game? Mm. And there's a couple games on, on the list where I was just like, I've got enough of an experience with this I game. I know. I know one of them, and oh, we're yeah. going to fucking argue. <laughs> you know two of them. You know two of them uh, that I had to play. Um, but, yeah, but, I think I've, I've finished all of these. The one uh, – we'll, we'll get to it. There's one that I'm still in the process of playing that yeah. I've not finished. But other than that, I think I've, I've been through this list. Um, All right, so we start with downloadable game? Let's start... Yeah, sure, why not? Okay. Uh, we compiled a list. The three of us talked about it. We emailed back and forth a bit. And Once uh, again, tough category. Once again, yep. tough e- to define. Especially Everything this is year. downloadable. It's been especially bad this year because there were so many games that could have fallen into both DLC or slash downloadable game, like mm-hmm. uh, Blood Dragon or uh, even uh, Heart of the Swarm is kind of in a weird space. Yeah, well, so for Heart of the Swarm, the way I thought about it was since it requires Wings of Liberty to run... It's technically an expansion, okay. So it falls into downloadable games content, okay. I would also say that 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 Heart of the Swarm is an expansion simply because it's not StarCraft Three, and 
if you were going to tell someone to play it, they go, should I play StarCraft 2? You wouldn't go, oh, no, don't worry about it. You would say, yeah, you yeah. should probably play StarCraft 2. So it's not the next generation, but it does require StarCraft 2, not only in a technical sense, but also kind of in a narrative content sense. For too. Wings of Liberty, rather. Yeah. The Wings first, of Liberty. Yeah. What yeah, did I say? StarCraft 2. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other one you talked about was Blood Dragon. And yeah. I, I want to say, I, we put that in downloadable games because it had a digital, like, download-only release first. Yeah, before I mean, it it's standalone. Yeah. Like, there's no reason for it to... It's it's only loosely tied to Far Cry 3, really, other than engine. It's on an island yeah. and it uses a modified engine. Actually, I played Blood Dragon before before I played Far Cry 3. It really? made me go out and buy Far Cry 3 and play it. Far Cry 3 is yeah. a really, really good game. So is yeah. Blood Dragon. Blood, Blood Dragon, Dragon is, is really so good. So I guess let's list our, okay. our, 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 our candidates, our nominees for downloadable game of also, the year. Also, not to belabor the point we've been making on recent patches, but a game like Kerbal Space Program, which I discovered and played the hell out of this year, you know that game came out in in June of 2011. That wow, was, that was its first alpha, and it's currently listed. Its most recent alpha is December 17th, 2013. So when does that game come can, out? Can we make a rule that it, it can't be called alpha anymore for it to be eligible for any awards? Well, what we did, we set the precedent with Minecraft. It was not eligible until they actually announced that they released that they were. So they see, had look, that we have finally stumbled upon the useful thing about going live. Then you can win awards. There yeah. you go. Until so, yeah. then, no. Yeah, we didn't count them in their alpha. We didn't count Minecraft in its alpha or beta stages. It wasn't until when it finally... 1.0. Yeah, it okay, finally fair enough. shipped. Kerbal Space Program will be <laughs> eligible in its fifth year of existence. And this is an, <laughs> it's an important precedent to set and to follow with more games offering early access, alpha and beta. Which we've talked about quite a bit. Right. Yeah. So, like, Daisy still doesn't count. Despite nope. the fact they've sold a million copies. Yep. Right, exactly. I mean, the game has been around so long now, I thought they'd missed their window <coughs> of opportunity, and they still have sold a million copies of the standalone game. At 30 bucks, right? Hats off. Yep. 30, $30 million? Until they get competition. They're not even done. Until they get competition, they're going to keep making money off that game. Mm -hmm. Or people decide that it sucks. Okay, here we are. Yeah, nominees. Nominees. Dun, you gonna, dun, you dun, derail me again? Dun, 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 <laughs> dun, <laughs> nominees for downloadable game of the year. Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. Gone Home, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, Mass Effect 3 Citadel, uh, Papers, Please, The Stanley Parable, The Wolf Among Us, Walking Dead Season 2, Dive Kick, StarCraft 2 Heart of the Swarm, State of Decay. Wow. You also wanted to mention FTL. I, that, that was one of the ones, but we actually uh -huh. did talk about it last year on the patch. Yeah. yeah or not on the podcast. Right. And, uh, yeah, I played the heck out of FTL, but that was a Kickstarter game. It did release in September of 2012, mm -hmm. so it's not eligible. But so I definitely it, played a hell of a lot of FTL this year. FTL is a fantastic game, and they're coming out with the uh, yes. Advanced, Advanced Edition, Advanced edition yeah. soon, at, like this month or next month, I mm -hmm. think. Still, can I get embarrassing? I still haven't beaten that game. I still haven't beaten that <laughs> <either>. <laughs> easy, I haven't beaten that I game. I got close again the other day. Oh, there it is. I uh, got close again the other day. Oh, look, the ship is exploding. That is my game. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, I upgraded all my firepower, but none of my shields. Oh, look, I've landed next to another sun. How how, how, <laughs> how much fun is this going to be? Yeah. yeah. All I right. need to find well, a race of people that needs no oxygen. <laughs> I just open my doors constantly. One That'd of the new races... Uh, uh, actually doesn't need oxygen in advanced edition and it sucks the oxygen out of rooms it's in oh yeah i read that mm -hmm. my, my my one of my my oldest son is uh he's a huge ftl fan and just like goes nuts for it like he told me how to unlock the crystal ship and the stealth ship and all that stuff like i've done so much in the game without ever having beaten it usually in games you beat it then you go back and do all the other stuff nope i'm still so shitty at that game i've gotten to the end a bunch but that boss battle is a nightmare yeah, yeah. it's a nightmare anyway so, so okay. not eligible but a great game well, right off the bat, I think maybe we should strike uh, Walking Dead Season 2 because it's only Chapter 1 out. Will, it's like saying, uh, this is the best book of the year, but I've only read 
a quarter of it, and I can't read the rest of so it. So then, uh, would you also strike Wolf Among Us then? Because only episode I think one I of that. I probably would. Because so, if you're going to call yourself episodic, so and what's you're going to pr- release a, a title at the end, just like I'm sure Walking, you know, Walking Dead season one did. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do that, then that's your game. So that's the precedent we're setting. Episodic games are never eligible. eligible until they finish their their run. Because okay. I mean, they could really take a turn. I mean, I'm not. I don't expect them to, but. They could drop chapter three, and it could be terrible. I mean, they could really derail this thing. This is like my dad. When I was in fifth grade, they opened a new school in my district, and they named it after some politician, some guy. And at the ceremony, the dude was there. My dad goes, the guy's still alive? And somebody goes, yeah, he's still alive. He's like a very popular politician. My dad goes, that's a bad idea. (laughs) Named a school after somebody still alive. And he made the point that, like, the guy could turn out to be a crook. Yeah. So even at... When I was in fifth grade, I share your cynicism. Uh-huh. Yeah, you never know. It could things could go south in a hurry. All right. Well, yeah. Let's strike. Uh, let's strike those. I mean, they're, because both, they're, they're, they're both solid games. games. Honestly, yeah. I mean, Walking Dead series. It is so good that it actually the writing in that is so good and the storytelling is so good. I feel uncomfortable playing it. Like I want to get through the game, I can't play it for a long. Well, there's some time. pretty graphic stuff in chapter yeah. one with a young girl. That's, I mean, they actually—that sounds horrible. That's I made it sound worse somehow yeah. by, not, <laughs> by not saying what it was. Yeah, they Just make a very you connect to game. the character. Yeah, it really is, and they make you connect to the characters so much so that it's hard to play it. Oh, there it is. Do you like the other Walking Dead? Content like the show and the graphic novel, or do you even watch that stuff? Right? Uh, I, I did read a lot of the graphic novels up to I think past where the show is now. I haven't uh-huh. watched the show other than maybe the first two episodes, and it's the same way. I mean, Kirkman, Robert Kirkman, is just a good writer in that sense. That he, uh, unlike I think he and George R. R. Martin have this thing where they they just want to destroy their characters. Pretty much, George R. R. Martin kills them. Kirkman just destroys everything that's good in their life. Yeah, he takes everything from them, mm-hmm. uh, and it's hard to get through his stuff because it's good but it's also painful mm-hmm. uh so and it's really unique uh great franchise in that none of the uh none of the different like vectors for the content whether it's the comic book or the show or the game are in sync there's like they just take totally different paths yeah even They're, some characters that are alive in one are not alive in another it's, right, it's I mean, serious I, I obviously i don't know as much i've only watched season one of the show and i've never read the graphic novel but i know there is some crossover a little bit of touching like glenn and the farmer are in the Video game, and I know they also exist in, in the, the comic. Yeah, but they die at different times too, and everything else, and potentially in different formats. It's really, I mean, they, they nothing is safe unless you really haven't played it. Like, in which case, everybody lives. They're all fine. <laughs> yeah, everybody's great. It's all up to you. You make the choices. Do we, when you get your choices at the end there, and you get to compare yours to everyone else, are you happier when you make a choice that everyone else made, or are you more disappointed? I'm more disappointed. I like making the choice that other people didn't make. The I don't like it like when I'm hugely in the majority. Like if it's like 89 yeah. percent of the people made the same choice you did, I'm like, oh, I'm just, that was kind of a lame choice then because yeah. everybody made that same choice. Well, I mean, it, again, that kind of goes back to the psychology of it. It's they put you in this situation where it's like most of humanity is going to say, oh, I'm going to try and save this person. I missed my stats at the end of episode one for Ooh. season two. Like, I accidentally hit A or something and cleared it. I was like, oh, I didn't get to see it. <laughs> so, I, I, did I, you play the game like eight times, though? No, that was safe? season one I did. Okay. I'm talking about chapter one of season two. Yeah, you should be able to pull that stuff. I think you can go to the website and pull it up. Oh, okay, good. Uh, you can look it up. Okay, anyway, okay. so we'll Wolf Among two. Us, also great. Another Telltale yes. game. Was really great. I enjoyed chapter one of that. Uh, and... To go back to your George R. R. Martin point in 2014, we're going to have a telltale version of the Game of Thrones. Yep. Yeah. So that should be interesting Excited as well. About that. They had uh, problems with The Wolf Among Us. I mean, Chapter 1 came out in October, and they've only recently come out and said that they finally are ready to release Chapter 2, I think, in the first week of February. That's a four-month gap. I guess mm-hmm. people have been getting really unhappy 
at the delay. And I think the CEO of Telltale came out and made some statements that he wasn't going to go into specifics, but they had like a confluence of problems that caused this delay. And uh, they're 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 positive this will not happen again for future episodes, but they're finally past it and they're be putting out. <laughs> Do you think after Half Life that that's made people really gun shy of any kind of episodic content? I mean, Episode Three of Half Life is still. Yeah. Half Life Two. Episode this is three. the only so, company I've ever seen make the episodic thing work. Everybody mm-hmm. who tried episodic abandoned it pretty quickly. Yeah, the, and, but when you're playing episodic like this with the story that's like so you get so involved in and attached to, you can't have a break like that. No, you, you should really can't. at most have a one month break, maybe, and that's stretching it. And I think moving forward, as they continue to do more, so they're going to have uh, Walking Dead, you know, Wolf Among Us. They're going to do the Game of Thrones and then do a Borderlands one. They're going to have four different properties. You could have, separate them all by a month. Every week, you get a new episode of one of those uh, yeah, franchises. That would be nice. And that would be great. Easy like, for you to say. Easy to mm-hmm. say. But if they yeah. could execute that, it's like, oh, this week the new Game of Thrones comes out. Next week, I'm going to get the new Wolf Among Us. Like, that would be sweet. Uh, they're yeah. also all the Chapter 2s of Season 2 of Walking Dead are all to be announced. So even Chapter 2, it's been out for a month, Chapter 1. Mm-hmm. We still don't know when Chapter 2 is coming out. Mm-hmm. If they were to shorten the experience and then and you get one every month on you know, for each series, like, say, Walking Dead, you got a chapter every month. A shorter one, more like a comic release. Mm-hmm. Would you like that, or you think it would be that's too short? Of too an short. Experience? I think it's perfect. They have it okay. nailed right now. They're really, really so. Don't mess with perfection. It. Don't mess with it. All right, just well, give anyway. us more. Okay, DLC. So going back, our revised list. It's long still. So yeah, it's t- super so long. So interrupt me if you think we should strike anything. Okay, both go. of you. Far Cry Three, Blood Dragon. It's a great game. Gone Home, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, Mass Effect Three, Citadel, Papers Please, The Stanley Parable. Dive Kick, StarCraft Two, Heart of the Swarm, and State of Decay. I would you scratch know, Heart of the Swarm. I, I would too. Yeah, honestly, I don't feel like it really fits this category. Uh, I, I would say in that in that sense, I would also strike Mass Effect uh, Three. Yeah, well, you know what's really funny is those two are the only two that are like a true DLC at this point, right? Yeah, like AAA titles that yeah. have an expansion essentially. Uh, and honestly, I don't think Heart of the Swarm is too big of a title to fit in this category, but doesn't fit in the other one right. either. So. Uh, yeah, I, that's fine. Way to I go, can... Blizzard. You <laughs> fucked it up. I thought Mass Effect 3 Citadel, but a lot of people really liked it. I actually thought it was too irreverent and weird. Yeah, th- that was a... Uh, the people who had complaints about Citadel, that, what I think was the primary complaint, is that it was, like, seemingly kind of out of left field. And goofy. Lost the tone. Yeah. A little goofy. Yeah. Yeah, it's I like, mean... if, you're, if you're ending your run with that series, it should be very dark. Right. I don't know. It, it, it should be... A lot more grounded and gritty. I also, I, I, if I had any problems with the Mass Effect uh, three series, it's that the DLC had to take place after a very conclusive story, mm-hmm. so they just kind of set you back, and I don't like that. Like even when I went to go do my insanity run on Mass Effect three after I finished all the DLC, I had to go through and finish the game to then get it to resave so I can import my character. Like I had to run my last mission. Oh right, that's weird. It was a little weird. Like it wasn't just you know it was it wasn't the cleanest experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other thing with AAA titles, we'll get into this more. I think with full retail games, but when we look at them for game of the year, it's like how do you judge these things? Because a lot of when we look at the downloadable category, a lot of the really intense uh, <laughs> innovation in gameplay is happening at the independent downloadable level. Mm-hmm. But really, when I look at some of our candidates for retail, it's more so about like the narrative aspects of of you know, the video games. Like, is it a good story? Did I like it? Was it something new? And it's to me, it seems less so about the gameplay for the bigger titles, which is weird because those are the titles that you associate with video games as a whole. Mm-hmm. Stuff like, you know, 
Halo, Call of Duty, those kind of games. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like when I look at when, it's like when I look at some of the things like Gone Home might be one of the exceptions here. But when I look at most of the games on the downloadable titles, it more has to do with storyline. I assume it more has to do with gameplay and innovations in gameplay. Like yeah. you love Papers Please. Papers I Please. I, I'm, I'm going to say it right now. That's my candidate for the winner of this category. Really? Downloadable That's unbelievable really? to me. Papers Please definitely surprised me. Came out of nowhere. I have played the shit out of that game. What is it? I mean, it's just, have you played Papers, Please? I've played just a few minutes of it. I haven't gotten a lot. All right. There I, it is. There's Papers, Please. Yeah. The, the stamps being out is very important. So basically, you work at a checkpoint at this fictional Eastern Bloc country, and you're checking people's passports as they come in. Like, this guy has no face. This is a mod. This is oh. like with the Team Fortress 2 characters in it. That's <laughs> oh, that, a soldier. That's not- that's not non canon. That's not canon. <laughs> Don't judge it based on that footage. Not we should find out footage. who made that mod so we can give them credit. The link down. But um, the uh, yeah. So papers, please. You're like checking passports and visa entries and, and, and tickets and things like that. And you're you get the government pays you money for each person you process right. and then at the end of the day you get like a checklist like you earn this much money your family needs food you got to pay your rent you got to have heat very small like, part of the game is yeah. that part but it's like yeah. the family is just like a screen with like a basically a budget and yeah. uh, you have to like balance taking bribes and take, providing for your family it's yeah, really it's good. like Oregon Trail with all the, all that like needless moving around stuff. You're just sitting in a booth. Or attempting to get to Oregon. <laughs> yeah, if you take that. It's just the trail. Unless dysentery You as get well. to shoot people every now and then. Never though. have to caulk the wagon if, and float Eventually, the Eventually, you get, you get access to a gun. And if people like try to jump the wall or do something, you can like unlock a gun and you can shoot them. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's an Oregon Trail. It's a paper trail, basically. Yeah. <laughs> paper trail. I mean, you, the way you really nailed it, though. It's these games, that, Stanley Parable. There, uh, there's another one that's not on the list, Don't Starve. Mm. There's a lot of titles that are just really different gameplay experiences. <coughs> and the, the, the narrative is told in a much different way than anything they've I seen before, the, really. The, the best example of that for me, uh, and it's on this list, is Gone Home. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Gone Home as well. I, I don't know. So it's, it's a game that you step into... And you think you're going one direction, but then, like, over time, like, you realize, no, no, and then the story takes you in a whole other now, way. There's, like, a, a few misdirects. Gone Home is one we could spend a lot of time talking about, I think, because so many people talked about it as though it was this crazy, innovative game. Nobody had ever seen anything like this before. I, I disagree with that. I did like the game, and I thought it was a unique story. Uh, but I thought especially for, you know, people who watch our podcast, the value of the game was way off. It's a $20 game when I bought it. And it was about a two-hour story. I blazed mm-hmm. through this yeah. thing really quickly, and it was it. it was a cool story, but it wasn't really like anything I didn't think that was really that new. You know, it didn't really strike me it, as being it, that uh, innovative. The uh, gameplay reminds me a lot of the Stanley Parable, where you're walking through a world. I'm glad and, uh, you compared them. Yeah, yeah I'm there's, glad. There's no like combat. It's more like discovery uh, and trying to explore mm-hmm. the space that you're. And in. also, it starts off one way, and then it's it's something else. Different. It's basically right. about what you bring to the game. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Gone Home, a lot. Like, basically, you think Gone Home is survival horror. And if you've played games like Amnesia, uh, you bring that to the game and that experience. You're kind of like creeping around and you realize, oh, I don't even need to do this. This is a totally different thing. Yeah. Stanley Parable is much the same way. Yeah. It feels like a Valve game, but then it's not at all. It's like a, it's what it's an analysis of like how you make choices in video games. Right. It's, it's a really fa- Stanley Parable, especially, was a really fascinating experience to play. But it wasn't necessarily enjoyable. It's kind of like doing a research project on video gaming. Yeah. It's it's amazing. It's really innovative. It's really clever. Yes. But it's not. It uh, if you talk, you go back to say what the Bungie guys used to say, where you have thirty seconds of gameplay, and that thirty seconds is typically repeated, and that's what really engages you in that game. 
that Stanley Parable doesn't have 30 seconds of, of gameplay that I want to keep doing. It, it, yeah, you, I mean, it's even the achievement list is really silly in that. Like some <laughs> achievements you can't get or yeah. click on this door like five times, and then that sends you on a path unto itself. Yeah. Like there's a whole hidden path mm-hmm. for achievements and things like that. Uh, I, I agree with you. Like, it's I, it's you, more like an experiment. Yeah, yeah, and you know you can get different endings. I didn't feel overly compelled to make sure I saw all the endings in Stanley Parable. Mm. It and was literally part of the game. The first game I ever fell asleep playing. <laughs> really? Yeah. Granted, I was really tired, but I, I did get to a point in that game where I was like, "Okay, I just want it to end now." You know, it's like I'm I'm done. Mm-hmm. But, uh, did you feel that way in Gone Home? Um, I, there were a couple of times where I thought it was it started to drag a little bit, but overall, no, it, it was not quite the same. It wasn't as bad. Uh, Gone Home, I, I really, really enjoyed Gone Home quite a bit. But like you said, I think at $20, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I think it should be more like a $10 game. And yeah. Stanley was 15 I think. For and I think for, for most people, I think, especially people who play a lot of games, I think Stanley Parable is a more accessible story, like for the two, yeah. the two games being similar. Uh, I don't know that a lot of people are going to identify with the story of Gone Home. Now, that can be a really good thing because that can challenge you. Uh, but also, without giving away too much, the story of Gone Home is like – it's a very alternative story of like um, – I can't go too much into it. But it's not that like, – I've heard that story before. Like 20 years ago or 10 years ago, that would have been a really compelling, unique story. But I've heard that story quite a bit. It's not that unique an experience anymore. I think from a gameplay perspective it is because like you said, it addresses the baggage you bring to the game. And it plays with those preconceptions you have about what you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. And then just like – I don't know. Like at first I really wasn't enjoying that game actually. And then over time, like as it starts to turn, you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, okay, this is interesting. It really, it really played with what I thought was going on. Yeah. Well, I can, I can say to you that – and I don't know if it's fair to judge different medias, uh, mediums against each other. But um, if I look at Gone Home, I can, I can name movies that did it better. And okay. you can't really say that very often with video games. It's usually a video game is like they that what they did they couldn't do in any other format. Gone Home, I feel like I've seen more compelling movies that told a similar story. I could see that. Yeah, yeah, and, and just, about the same amount of time too. About the same <laughs> amount of time. About the same amount of time. And I didn't have to like constantly like flip over mixtapes and stuff like that. <laughs> I love that. Pulling the tape and listening to music. Yeah, I know. It's it awesome. All right. Well, what's your pick out of this list then, Bernie? Uh, I would say you know if you if, if, of all the games I played, I really uh, liked. Um, but there's one in there that really stood out that I want to talk about before I talk about the one I really, really okay. liked. Um, let me get to my list here again. Yo, look at it. I got it right uh, Dive Kick I was not a big fan of. State of Decay I thought was a great game. State of Decay is good. State yep. of Decay, uh, the, the problem that I had with State of Decay is I felt like I was playing half a game. Like they wanted it to be way more than it was, and I had that feeling the whole time. But I thought that State of Decay was a great console version. And I played on the consoles, available on PC as well. Um, it was a great console version of games we've wanted to play for years. Of yeah. A zombie apocalypse sim- simulator. Um, I love the way it handled death in that. I like the way it handled all the different characters. I had a lot of fun playing State of the I Day. did too, but it definitely had some pretty significant bugs, some it of did. which yeah. were game-breaking for me. And the ending literally is like they decided to like chop it the ended, story yeah. at, at, at like an arbitrary point. It's like, okay, now we're going to – oh, no, the game's over. Mid-sentence. Right. It's, like you, I, it's tough when you're playing a game, and we've all had gameplay experience like before where you're like, okay – Oh, it's over? Oh, I guess the game's over. Yeah. It's like, that's a weird feeling to have. I've never, it's very rarely do you play a game where you hit a point and go, oh, they ran out of money? Okay. Yeah, well, that's yeah. what the game is. <laughs> yeah. And, and I feel like if they had launched with, even with the bugs and with the ending mid-sentence, if they had launched with multiplayer, <clears throat> excuse me, with co-op, uh-huh. I, I would give it a lot more slack. 
Okay. That's true. Yeah. Well, and also when you look at the map of the world, I definitely got a feeling that it was supposed to be a bigger thing. Like, mm-hmm. uh, just like legends that they had on the map mm-hmm. of different things that were there. You could tell where they cut back in certain areas. And then really when it came down to the zombies themselves, they were a lot of fun to shoot and the horde element was really cool. Uh, but this, um, it's a thing that Left 4 Dead introduced, the special zombies, like mm-hmm. the overpowered zombies. Those things were just crazy unbalanced. Mm-hmm. Uh, the feral zombie in particular, I mean... If, uh, it, fuck it, that feral zombie. Yeah. <laughs> fuck that feral zombie. It was pretty unbalanced. It was, And then there was even an achievement to knock over the big fat dude. Yep. Yeah. And unless you did it in a very specific way, it took like 40 hits with a car. I think Joel made a video of that. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, yeah, also, you, like looking at that map, that map is huge. But there's not a lot of points you travel to. Right. You, there's you, like it's a lot of traveling to make it. Four, maybe, maybe five. Yeah, and then just just like time spent in a car, driving or walking, moving around. It was a really great game, though. They signed and a deal. They, yeah, they. It's Undead Labs, and I think they signed on with Microsoft for. Uh, I'm gonna try to guess, but you should read I, it. I've got they it. They have right more here. games. Uh, it's a set amount of games. Uh, uh, here it is, right here. Undead Labs developer of the runaway zombie hit State of Decay has signed a, quote, multi-year multi-title agreement. That's what they said. It's kind of ambiguous. Okay. They're going to be sharing details later this year. That probably means E3. E3. Yeah. But State of Decay, we talked about it a lot on the podcast, a lot on the patch. It was a great game. Uh, I just think it was like – it had some rough edges that keep it from being game of, of the year. That brings me to the title that I thought should be game of the year for downloadable, and that is Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. Good game. Very quiet game that came out. It had a unique gameplay mechanic. Uh, which took a little bit of time to master, uh, but once you did, it was a lot of fun. You had to c- control two characters at the same time. Um, you know, little things like all the achievements were outside the storyline. You could complete the whole game and not get any of the achievements. Mm-hmm. So you could go back and explore this world a little more if you want to do it that way. But uh, there's no dialogue at all in the game, uh, and or it's like you know that it's gibberish, fake, gibberish, like similish, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Uh, and uh, they told a really compelling. Uh, really heartfelt story in a in a short amount of time with a really cool gameplay mechanic. I really liked the world. I thought it had great art direction. I think Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, if you hadn't played it, it's definitely worth a download. Great game. It's my game of the year. All right. What do you say, Ryan? Uh, well, I based on this list, I would have given it to StarCraft II just because I'm a big fan of the series. But since we struck that one, uh, I think I'm going to have to go with Blood Dragon. Uh a good one. It was, really good it was super campy, but if you were going into it looking for that kind of campy experience, it literally was to the point where I was playing through the game. I thought, man, if this was a real 80s you know, sci-fi movie, there'd be a sex scene right here. Sex scene. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it really hit that sci-fi campy niche and has a really enjoyable gameplay, too. Uh, it very well produced and didn't have really any of the issues that some of the other titles did. In a lot of ways, you could draw comparisons to it and Stanley Parable, where mm-hmm. it's the much more accessible version of Stanley Parable, where it's a send-up to video games as a whole. Games uh-huh. like Contra and then like mm-hmm. 80s action movies as well. Yeah. Like even just the tutorials for what to do in the game, it makes fun of you. It just assumes you know what to do. Yeah. Like A means jump, and I can't recall it from memory, but they were really funny. It was a great game. It was very amusing, and it had the action that was fun, too. If sta- Honestly, if State of Decay had been just a little more polished, it would have taken it for me. Yeah, yeah. it was close. I, I loved State of Decay. I played it. Uh, but State of Decay also had a point where you played it and you were done. Like, you'd done, okay, I've, I've killed that zombie. Like, I don't need to do that again. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I think I'm going to go with Blood Dragon. So we got Blood Dragon, Brothers, and Papers, Please. Yeah, and Blood, Blood, Blood Dragon is reminded of Blood Rock, Dragon paper, again. paper, scissors? Because there's a, uh, <laughs> there is a, uh, a Kickstarter right now for a game called uh, Kung Fury. I'm um, sorry, a movie called Kung Fury, and it's a send-up to 80s action movies, and it just looked, it almost looks like Blood Dragon in the movie. Hmm. It's a, check it out. It's, it's a Kickstarter that's, like, tearing it up right now. Um, so how do we decide? We have a three-way 
not tied. Three way tie. Uh, we, we, uh, we got bandages that need a hold. <laughs> well, let me think about. So I said, papers, please. I acknowledge. Um, probably not going to win this one. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, God, I like the graphic there said, "Brother, a tale of papers, please." <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, man. They're you know, bo- and I would say, look, I think Ryan made an excellent choice with Blood Dragon. It would be certainly on my list of the top three games. Yeah. My, my top three. Like, why don't we do that? What's your top three? Okay. Um, so, obviously, I said papers, please. Are you writing this down? Or I'm writing made it down. A note? Um, I would also say Blood Dragon. Okay. And... Um, God. This is a good <laughs> list, man. And I guess State of Decay. Yeah, I would. I would probably make the same list except for fucking papers, please. <laughs> oh, yeah. I do appreciate it. I listen. I even Adam was adamant that we should include Adam? Risk of Rain in there. He's adamant. Yeah, uh, we should include Risk of Rain. I played Risk of Rain. That game just didn't did, didn't do it for me. Did nothing I, for you. I would say Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, um, I have Blood Dragon, and State of Decay as well. So you and I both have Blood Dragon would be our runner up. We, we both have State of Decay in there too. Uh, and honestly, State of Decay would be on my list too. Yeah. And he, but it's his first. But I, I, if I had to pick between Blood Dragon and State of Decay, I would pick Blood Dragon. I would as well. You would as well. He chose his number one. I think we can confidently name Blood Dragon, Blood Dragon as our game of the year downloadable. Far Cry 3, Blood Dragon, downloadable game of Look the year. Look how easy that was. The God, Patch we Gaming together. Awards. We yeah. It only yeah. took us 28 minutes to come to that conclusion. Now we also had to talk about all the games we that weren't nominated <laughs> for some reason. So congratulations, that, uh, that small developer Ubisoft. You're going places. <laughs> <laughs> In a year when we talked about how gameplay is innovative at the independent downloadable level, we gave it to Ubisoft. Uh, here, let me, let me read this thing. We're going to move on to uh, Best game of the year but let me read this before we continue uh, i want to remind everyone that this episode of the patch is brought to you by hulu plus you've probably tried hulu.com hulu plus is so much more with hulu plus you can watch your favorite shows anytime anywhere hulu plus lets you watch thousands of hit tv shows and movies in the living room or on the go with your smartphone or tablet with hulu plus you can watch your favorite tv shows like snl jimmy kimmel live shark tank and scandal watch every episode of shows like lost law and order svu doctor who and community you can also check out exclusive content, including Hulu originals like The Wrong Man's and Behind the Mask, Hulu's new docuseries that takes you inside the world of sports mascots. You'll also get access to a collection of ad-free movies and kids' content. For only $7.99 a month, catch up on current shows, binge on old favorites, or catch a great movie. Stream as many TV shows and movies as you want, wherever you want. Right now, you can try Hulu Plus for free for two weeks when you go to HuluPlus.com slash patch. It's a special offer for our listeners. Make sure you use HuluPlus.com slash patch. You get an extended free trial. They know we sent you. That's HuluPlus.com slash patch for your free extended two-week trial. You can watch some shit on your iPad, your gaming console, your phone. Watch something and then talk about it. It's crazy. I mean, there's been a lot of online titles or exclusive to online that are now getting nominated for Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. Everything. Amy Poehler made the great joke that pretty soon there'll be a Snapchat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we will have a series up there. But, uh, yeah, you can definitely feel it changing. There was a, a few years ago... Um, many years ago, there was something called the Cable Ace Awards. Oh, yeah. Those? Mm-hmm. yeah. They were the awards because the Emmys would not uh, honor anything that was on cable. That was a weird distinction mm-hmm. to them. And uh, I think it was Sopranos that like swept everything in the Ace <laughs> Awards. And then the Emmys were like, I guess we, start have to, we have to start honoring stuff that's on cable because they're making quality content now. And I think we're in that phase now for web content. Mm-hmm. So the patch will be up for best comedy 
and or musical for the Golden Globes next year. I'm sure musical. <laughs> we gotta have a we gotta have a musical episode of the Patch. A lot of Hulu's a great example. A lot of Do great stuff though? on Hulu you can check out for original series that are on there. So um, before we jump into the list of nominees we have here for Game of the Year, uh, we had the Patch Crew go around and talk to some Rich Teeth uh, employees. We have a crew. And compile. Uh, yeah, I thought a list this would be fun. <laughs> of the Rich Teeth employees' uh, picks for their Game of the Year. It's about a two minute video. We'll get to watch and see uh, what people think about it. So I don't know if we have that queued up. If we want to have it go. Uh, we can play that whenever they're ready. My name is Miles Luna, and my game of the year for 2013 has to go to Legend of Zelda A Link Between Worlds. Uh, it added uh, the ability to rent items, which mixed up the Zelda formula. Uh, it had the right balance of new stuff and incredible nostalgia. And damn, there's just so much polish on that game. Just listen to the soundtrack and the way it progresses. It's, it's super cool, and I had a ton of fun playing it. Couldn't put it down. Hi, my name is Carrie, and my pick for uh, game of the year is Link Between Worlds, Legend of Zelda. Uh, I'm a huge fan. Uh, I thought it was a great spiritual successor to a game. Uh, he's a huge Link to the Past fan, and I thought they took all the things that worked about that game and made a new one, and it's great. So, there we go, play it. Hi, my name is Adam Baird, and my game of the year for 2013 is Path of Exile. Uh, it had unparalleled uh, character and item customization, and it was a really, really enjoyable PC game. I'm Ashley Jenkins, and my game of the year is Bioshock Infinite. I really enjoyed the game. I was a big fan of the original Bioshock. I loved going to Rapture. I loved the, the closed-in, dark environments and that element of danger. And I also really appreciated that Bioshock Infinite did the exact opposite of that. You know, wasn't a big fan of Bioshock 2. It wasn't that creative. It was just, let's take the story and let's swap it. So it was nice to see Bioshock Infinite get ambitious again. And instead of locking you into the underwater dungeon, take you into the clouds. It was brilliant. It was it completely fulfilled the promise of going into the sky, into a floating city, and being able to see for miles and just just taking the scope. All right. I am Jack from Achievement Hunter, and my game of the year, which you guys so rudely interrupted me playing, is Assassin's Creed Four Black Flag. I'm actually trying to murder people right now in it, and I'm completely lost because I don't know what's going on right now. Why is it your uh, game of the year? Because uh, it's just I, I love the Assassin's Creed franchise. And um, this game was just fantastic. It takes the... Uh, what the hell is going on here? Sorry, I'm trying to murder this person. Oh, I killed the bodyguard. Damn it. Damn it, Kyle. My name is Ray Narvaez Jr. from AchievementHunter.com, and my game of the year is Metro Last Light. Uh, the you can't You can't... Can you see it now, Kyle? Is it in the light? Is it in the light? In the, in the light? You get it? Metro Last Light is a fantastic game. Uh, the first game, Metro 2033, kind of had its issues. Metro Last Light... Uh, improved on all those issues. The single player is phenomenal. The story's great. It's very atmospheric. That's a word, right, Blaine? I didn't go to... Okay, cool. And, uh, yeah, it shows you that not every first-person shooter needs multiplayer to be good. So check it out now. My name's Gavin Free, and my game of the year is GTA V. I like it because of Trevor, right? And the bit where he's like... All right. Hey. hey! So those are some of the people at Rishi and their choices for Game of we the Year. We respect all of their opinions. So Our the mics were not on during that. <laughs> so the only people that agreed were the Nintendo kids. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, they agree yeah. with each other? Everybody Why else no carry agree on everything? Titles. Well, I mean, there's so many different you know, games. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like there's such a wide variety of game types. Like People have picked like, their own like little uh-huh. niches that they like. By Can- the way, big snub to uh, Burial at Sea for the downloadable content category. That... 
title really yeah. deserved to be snubbed. Yeah, well, it's one of those things. It's like we kind of talked about at the beginning of it. It's a part one, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a that's co- true. Well, do we wait for part two? I, I, you know, have they announced it? They, they announced need... the timeline at all for that, have wait, they? If you, if you think that was a snub, wait till Gus and I talk about Bioshock Infinite for Game of the Year. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> we'll get there. All right. we were... uh, so uh, we compiled a list of the, between the three of us of uh, games that we thought were potentially Game of the Year material. Uh, that list is Bioshock Infinite. Last of Us, oh, look, it's up there, GTA 5, Assassin's Creed 4, Dead Rising 3, Saints Row 4, Animal Crossing New Leaf, Tomb Raider, and XCOM Enemy Within. That's funny, because I think I downloaded almost all of those games. But they all had retail <laughs> releases. Yeah. Um, so Enemy Within is one of those strange ones where That's a weird it almost one. would have been a downloadable game. I feel like it should have been. But it had a on-the-shelf retail release. I don't think you could buy it. That was standalone. Yeah, you couldn't buy it as, an, as a pure DLC, Correct. could you? It's like, it seemed like it should have been DLC. Maybe on PC, but... Yeah, but you had to buy the full standalone game. And mm-hmm. you didn't need the previous version for it. Yeah. So, it's a good title. So, yeah, it's in there for Game of the Year. Definitely one of my favorites uh, that I played. But it was also, like, I think my favorite game last year, <laughs> Enemy <laughs> Unknown. Uh, but I feel like they, they definitely... Changed enough enemy within you know, the story was different. It definitely took some different turns. They added new things like the mechs and some of the the power suits and whatnot. Um, definitely worth you know the forty bucks or whatever it, it was. I li- I'm literally still playing Enemy Unknown. Stop and play this instead. Yeah, really? Just, just transfer because yeah. it's like there's achievements in it that are like like modify your soldiers. I'm like I, didn't, I got to my guys up to like psy- psionic level. But then I can modify them. I'm like, I don't even know how to do that at this point. Yeah, like, there are two trees. There's the, the, the like mod mech soldiers, and uh-huh. then there's the psi soldiers. i got to figure out how to do that before I move and on. And then there's the, the gene, like the manipulated yeah, soldiers. Yeah, this is enemy with, within stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's the two trees. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's the different trees. Yeah, I that, see. Okay. that does not exist in Enemy Unknown as far as I know. And okay. unfortunately, you can't do the achievements for Enemy Unknown in Enemy Within. Correct. Oh, that's too bad. It is too Again, bad. it's like that thing where it's like, this should have been DLC, but it yeah. has its own retail standalone release. And did you the, play it on Xbox or did you play it on Steam? I played on the Xbox because we had a copy here. Okay. Mm-hmm. See, I played on Steam, and so maybe I'll, maybe they're mixing all the achievements in one thing. I then. did play mm-hmm. the PC version on, uh, of the first one. Yeah. So, Did you like uh, the XCOM franchise in general? I really liked Did you play the original XCOM yes. in like the 90s? Mm-hmm. And it was, you were a fan? Yeah, loved it. Yeah. I feel like I'd had some problems with Enemy Unknown that I thought didn't hold true to the franchise that I feel like they fixed in Enemy Within story-wise. Okay. Uh, there were some things that were definitely executed better and more true to the XCOM series. Do you feel like it became overpowered, though, with the extra equipment you had access to? Because I feel like my playthrough on <sighs> yeah. that was a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, it was it was easy. Easier, I think, definitely. I had, you know, when you have, like, a giant mech that can run out and wreak havoc. But, I mean, they also balanced it. Like, the mech, for example, couldn't use cover. True, and the other your, the aliens also had mechs, so there was some right. give and take to that. But yeah, I think on a whole though, it felt still, like it was not as difficult. Anytime I saw that flying disc thing, yeah. you knew you were in for some shit. That thing that like that flying disc that like money changes into all the different machine guns uh-huh. and shoots the shit out of you. Cyber disc, I believe. Cyber yeah, disc, yeah. yeah. Yep, you knew that's no good. So good title. I don't think it's going to win this year. I don't. I don't think it will either. So do you um, just want to go down this list here? Yeah, let's, let's start, start from the beginning. Bioshock Infinite. Um, I think overall, can you talk about the tone of the year overall? I sure. think when you look at this too, it's like this was the year of recovering franchises because you had Bioshock Infinite, you had Assassin's Creed 4, you had Dead Rising 3, um, you had Tomb Raider. 
It was a lot of games that are huge franchises that were beloved, but they all, like, their last iteration was kind of, you know, Tomb Raider just kind of fell off over mm-hmm. time. I would call Tomb Raider a reboot. Yeah, um, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I, got, I got called out for calling it a reboot, but it's called Tomb Raider. If you just, if you call a new game just the name of the franchise, that's a reboot. Yeah. Right? By the laws of movies, yes. Yeah, yeah, there you go, <laughs> right? Uh and so, if you look at that, like, I mean, Dead Rising 3 is, Dead Rising 3 is, uh, that franchise is one of my favorites of all time. I couldn't stand Dead Rising 2. I thought it was a muddled, like, you talk about a release where they had a pre-release of DLC, yeah. then they had the game come out, then they brought the first character back in the second game as part of DLC with a separate story, then they had a release that was kind of like it a was full confusing. retail. Yeah. And Assassin's Creed, a lot of people thought 3 was really awful, um, and really took the franchise down a notch. And Bioshock, I mean, what can you say about Bioshock 2? Bioshock is probably one of the most beloved games of all mm-hmm. time. Bioshock 2, nobody gives a shit about. And then Bioshock Infinite comes out and everybody loves it. It's back on Game of the Year list. Every one of these titles, with the exception of The Last of Us, is a sequel. Yeah, well, that's yep. kind of the story these days, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's like you stick to, or you, uh, yeah, you, you build a franchise and you continue refining it and working Known on it. Known IP, yeah. In that sense, I think I could nominate two things to be eliminated because just as sequels, they were not as good as other versions of that game in the franchise series. Do it. All right. Saints Row 4 and Animal Crossing New Leaf. Saints Row 4 just seemed like a down version Mm -hmm. of Saints Row 3. I think it was originally supposed to be DLC for Saints Row 3. There was was a... The third. There was a DLC in Saints Row 3, uh, Trouble with Clones. Saints Row the third, thank you. (laughs) Trouble with Clones, right? And the the Saints Row 4 seems like Trouble with Clones, but on a retail level. Yeah, I, I feel like overall I had a lot more fun playing Saints Row the third. I feel like the writing and the tone of Saints Row the Third was a lot more fun. Like, it was just crazy constantly. It's like, oh my god, what am I going to see this time? Right. Saints Row 4 was just like, oh, I've got superpowers now. Like, it's like, yeah. it was fun. It was a fun mechanic. You, I, it was what, what I would say is it's what Crackdown 2 should have been. Like, running and running up a building, jumping, flying, gliding. You know, you never get in a car. It's like, fuck a car. I can get, I can run there faster. That was fun, but it wasn't enough. It was, it still overall was diluted compared to Saints Row the Third. And Animal Crossing New Leaf, I played that in the DS as well. That just felt like a regurgitation of the GameCube game to me. I mean, it felt like the exact same game to me. It's a fun game. I'm, I, I'm looking at I'm smiling. Like, I'm looking at the footage here, and it makes me smile. It makes <laughs> me want to bust out my DS and start playing again. Hey, but you played you played Animal Crossing on mm-hmm. the GameCube, and mm-hmm. can you say this was really that much of a unique um, and different experience? Yeah, there were, there, were, there were new things introduced. You could swim, uh, kind of. But, I mean, I, I agree with you in that it's iteration, not innovation. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, Animal Crossing is a strange franchise to me because it's the biggest small game that I know. It's like it's like it seems like such a tiny little game, but people play it for years. They'll mm-hmm. they'll they'll play in their world, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's crazy to me. It's like I can't. That game is just like so. It's it's so unique in that respect of like the scale of that game just doesn't match the presentation of the game. Absolutely, it's really weird. It's a fun game, but I agree with you. I think we can we can strike that. And it really uh, it was it was one of those games that everyone was very excited when it when it came out. A lot of people were playing it in the first week. I was one of those people, and then it just kind of fell off really quickly. Okay, no, yeah. I, I agree. A lot of Nintendo's didn't make it on here. The new Super Mario title didn't. Super Mario World didn't make it on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we the, the Legend of Zelda game that Miles and Carrie both talked about, which is a great Link game. Between Worlds, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I know Ashley's been playing that a ton, and she says nothing but good things about that game. Mm-hmm. But it's just like it's it's just. I think there's some better games on here for sure. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, I think. God, I mean, I, I there are a lot of games I like on this list. If I had to pick three, which is what we did last time, okay, um, I think I would go Last of Us. God, um, 
This is really, really hard. Last of Us. Mm. Think about it for a second. Ryan, do you have a clear choice for Game of the Year? Uh, yes, I think I do. Okay. Should we should we eliminate a couple more things here? Is there anything you okay. want to eliminate on um, the list? Obviously, I think we, we bump Saints Row 4. We bump Animal Crossing. I think we can bump XCOM. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, it's a shame. Great game. I think Dead Rising 3 was a really good game. But it in Assassin's Creed 4, I don't know that they hold up to some of the other titles. I think Dead Rising 3 is really neat because I love that franchise, and it's now my favorite game of the series. I did like in Dead yes, Rising, the original one, how campy and bizarre it was. But, man, Dead Rising 3, I just had a blast playing. It was Dead amazing. Rising 3 was also interesting to see that many zombies and that much geometry on screen at once on a console. Yeah, let's let's call it what it is. In this year, it's one of the only true next gen titles. Yeah. It's only available next gen. There's no like crossover. It's not available on the last platform or it, anything like it that. It almost seems like it would be a tech demo showing off like uh, the power of of a, of a console system. And for a launch title on a new console, it should be way shittier, and it wasn't. It was a really good title, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it yeah, and it's a uh, Capcom. It's not even a first party game. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, Was it Blue Castle that develops that and released by Capcom? Yeah, in Vancouver. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, honestly, everything on this list is tremendous. If, and by knocking these things off, I'm not saying that they're not great games. Uh, but I think compared to some of the other titles, those two probably, uh, Assassin's Creed 4 and Dead Rising 3, just don't quite get to the level of some of the other ones. Okay, let's talk about Tomb Raider then. Because th- for yeah. me, Tomb Raider falls in that same category. You think uh, so? It's okay. a really great game, but it's just not... It's not quite there. I had a lot of fun playing Tomb Raider, though. Did you I have really you did. seen the screenshots and the video comparison of Tomb Raider running on the PS4 and the PS3? Yeah, it looks really, really phenomenal. Does, does it have tress effects on the PS4? <laughs> the, uh, the hair does look better on the PS4. I don't think it's tress effects, but uh, there is definitely uh, better better ponytail technology. I may have been a little turned off by and the smoke. fact that I played Tomb Raider on PC. I actually played it via Steam and mm. not on the on the consoles. This would be a game I would normally play on console. And for whatever reason, I played this one on Steam, which seems uh, backwards for yeah. me. I've never been uh, a fan necessarily of the Tomb Raider series, but this one definitely grabbed me, and mm-hmm. I was I was riveted. I played the I, entire thing. I think it's I think it's a great game. Mm-hmm. I w- I'm not saying it's not a great game. I mean, it's definitely is. But so is Assassin's Creed Four. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's it's, true. It's a really great game. Uh, I just don't know if it's like for me, it's like like beats out everything else. There's a title in particular that I love this year. So you're, you're gonna tell us what it is. I'm a little gonna, biased. You're gonna, you're gonna, well, you're I tell you what, it's out. definitely not. What? It's not Bioshock Infinite. It's not Bioshock Infinite. And Bioshock yeah. Infinite solely suffers from the fact that there's narrative stuff in Bioshock Infinite that I just didn't like. And I think the reason why I feel compelled to, to knock it off the list is so many people liked the game for reasons that I didn't. Mm-hmm. And that really bothers me. I don't know why. Well, but it's like, like what? It's, it's like me in the movie Her. Well, yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> well, like Bioshock, Bioshock is... Um, I was just playing Mass Effect, uh, going through and playing some DLC on it too. These are games that to me are not really about the the gameplay. I mean, really, I mean it for the story and the cool environment and the art direction. The gameplay is great. It's fun. I like the plasmids and all that. And it's a, it's, a, it's a good time. A lot of different weapons. And the Skyhook, I think, was a pretty fun introduction. But it got a little. I got weary of that after mm-hmm. a while, especially when I played Clash in the Clouds, the DLC. You're on the Skyhook all the time. Hmm. Well, um, yeah, I feel like you don't use it all that much in campaign. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you use it pretty confident or pretty frequently. Yeah, anytime I'm fighting a boss, I, I'm constantly using it. The problem was for me the narrative holes of like the whole infinite aspect of it. Um, and we're gonna talk a little bit about the storyline of Bioshock Infinite here. I'm assuming most people have played it, but there's moments in the game where uh, Elizabeth has this ability to tear, make tears, mm-hmm. and she can pull things in from different realities. Um, about halfway through the game, or three quarters of the way through the game, towards the third act, they completely <coughs> lost me. 
because they started going into tears and going into different realities. Uh-huh. And that was a major thing they did when they first did it. They had to make a major choice because a character was dead and they had to go into another reality where he was still alive because right. they needed his help. And then it just, to me, went off the rails from there I- because then they just started doing that willy-nilly. There was a literally a I, point. I, I bet. I, oh, let me guess. Let me guess. I can tell what it is because I hated this too. It's like let's go get all the guns. Let's get the boxes of guns. Oh, the guns yeah. aren't here. Tear. We got them. Great. Tear back. Yeah, it was. It was literally. They went through like when they go through a tear, they're going to a different universe where anything can be possible. It's infinite. Literally anything can be different. And the way they expressed that in the first when they went through was the Vox Populi were in full revolution and all that, and they were in power, and you went into that world. Then they got to this. They were trying to get to the gun maker and get the guns and. They first he's dead, and then they go through an alternate reality where he's not dead. That's a very drastic choice. Then, literally, I guess you know, equivalent of like 15 minutes later, they get to where they find all the guns and they can't move them because there's too many. So, say, let's go into a different universe where the guns are back where we need them. It's like this is over the top convenient, yeah. yeah. Where now it's just like, let's just make realities well, we want, or to it's make. like, can't they just go to a tear where everything is already exactly the way they want it? I guess exactly, it's like, like where like he's the guy's dead, we're all safe, everything's good. And, and the solutions they have in the final in the story for the game are they present this one event where if they stop this one event, then everything else will be fine. But the way they present the infinite worlds and the infinite dimensions. They don't address the fact of why stopping this one event – like this event isn't like a nexus from which other realities right. are spawned. It's just one of the many hundreds of billions of infinite possibilities, and then we're going to stop this one, and that will fix everything. Mm-hmm. And it really left me just like, what in the world? Because it, it was so well constructed up until that point. I feel there was a lot also that could have been better explained and a lot that was left unexplained. Like for me, a more satisfying – and again, we're talking about spoilers and shit, right? Uh, a more satisfying explanation of Elizabeth's power – would have been if she was the child of the Lutices. It's like if you find an alternate version of yourself and then have a kid with that alternate version of yourself. Super and you're, incest. Like you're combining the, yeah, like <laughs> multidimensional incest. <laughs> then like but you, you get a kid who can do this special thing. Sex. You can't knock, I don't think you can knock a game on what it could have done. You know That's what I mean? True. It's like, it's like it's it's a, it, you could always write some, punch it up and make it a little bit better. Like to me, something it left off the table that they could have done from by the original Bioshock was – Everyone who's played the original Bioshock knows that there's a phrase in it that's repeated over and over through the game, and right. then suddenly it hits you with how important that phrase is. And it's a great – it's one of the seminal moments in gaming and storytelling mm-hmm. in gaming is that moment. Everybody remembers that. It's like, oh, my god. And there was something that I thought was a setup for that in Bioshock Infinite with the Booker Catch because they repeat that mm-hmm. animation. Uh-huh. It's almost like Pavlovian yeah. where it's like Booker Catch, Booker Catch. And I kept – I thought, wow, if at the end of this game, if they do something with Elizabeth with Booker Catch – and they pay that off, and that's a big moment at the end of the game. Nothing. But that's... Could have been a misdirect. But they didn't do it. You yeah. know what I mean? I can't hold it against them for not doing something I would have liked to have seen. But the, the, what they presented on screen was, I thought, just... It, it, it went against the, the rules that they were setting up. It violated their own universe. No, I could totally see that. You know? And it, it muted everything else. And it muted major choices in the game for me. And that, that, really, that really hurt my feelings. I thought it was a beautiful game, but I did not... Yeah, uh, I, I mean, was not that's, particularly fond of it. It was an art direction that was bar none. That, that, that franchise is amazing. I loved the first hour of that game or whatever before you yeah. could have any combat where you're just like walking around. Taking and, it all yeah, in. Taking yeah. it all in. It was like, this is amazing. Right, it is, right, it, it is honest, uh, I mean, honestly, yeah, I believe it was spectacular visually. Uh, and I agree the art direction was amazing. I can see where you're coming from on, on how, and I agree, they really did kind of go into a weird direction there with that terrorability. Uh, the only thing I could kind of, in my mind, justify was... That was her 
the character of Elizabeth doesn't understand what she's doing any more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. So it towards the end of it, and when they go into the infinite lighthouses, then she finally has kind of understood the nature of what she's doing. Until that point, they're just literally using the power willy-nilly because she doesn't understand what she's doing. Uh, but I agree. It does make it such that the gameplay is like, it gets ridiculous. And people on Twitter are saying, like, this is uh, good to see a two on Twitter. It says Elizabeth didn't understand her power and she didn't have her full abilities mm. until the end. Mm. Like, there's some progression there that lets yeah. her. I didn't, like, by that point, they had lost me and, like, uh-huh. they make major choices. And then if she doesn't fully understand her power, making choices to go between universes, that would go extremely wrong. That, is, mean, that is actually what bothered me more than that was, or more than the, the choices that they started making was how slow they were at catching on to the fact that if they go through that tear, the world they're coming into is completely and radically different from the one they left. Mm-hmm. The, so the simple choice of let's go into the one where the guns are already there – and they come out in a world where the entire government is overthrown. Right. And they didn't – that happened a couple times. It's like, okay, you should probably you should, have caught you on. figured it out by now, yeah. But they knew that – they knew the first time they choose to go through a tear, they mm-hmm. were – that was a weighty decision in the game, that they were going to go through the tear. Mm-hmm. And it was a big deal to do it mm-hmm. uh, when they find the character dead. Right. Um, and so it's like – I mean I felt like they knew that there was some kind of consequence for doing that. And then, yeah, I mean I, I, I didn't come away with the same thing you did, but I just definitely that was like – that was a point in the game where I got stuck mm-hmm. narratively. I got really, really stuck. That's it. And I didn't experience that in the original Bioshock. Yeah. But, I mean, for those reasons, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with striking that. I, I think it was a tremendous game, but... But it was a really good game. They I, all, were, I would say I mean, that. Everything on this list was a really good game. Yeah. Like, this was, uh, honestly, the, the winner this year is the players. Because uh, we had a lot of we good win. stuff. I, I get, give me my band-aid. <laughs> yeah. Game of the year goes to the players. To it's you. all about you guys. Uh, it's all about us. So we're down to now. Uh, Last of Us, GTA Five, and, and that's it. Yeah. So listen, uh, I'll just say because I said it. Uh, GTA Five was a great game. Um, I I think that the problems that GTA Online had um, was just like left with unfulfilled promise. Yeah. Uh, and they missed a window. Um, the two week delay was weird to, to start it. <laughs> this foot from our own well, let's play. The, the two <laughs> week <the two laughs> delay was intended so that it would launch smoothly <laughs> and that they would get stuff nailed down. I don't think I'm gonna do that ever again. I don't oh. think they'll do it that way. It was, it, it, to me, it felt like they were launching day one. And it, it came, the game came with a lot of hype, and uh, I think it delivered. I think it's a beautiful game. Uh, if I have one regret about GTA Five, I wish there was a version of it that was a little bit cleaner so I let my kids play it because as an urban simulator, it is unparalleled. Ooh, yeah. It's amazing. Really yeah. amazing. They built a city mm-hmm. and the surrounding territory. But it is brutal. Yeah, it's a, yeah there's no way I would mm-hmm. let my kids get anywhere near it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. It, there was so much that happened bad to that title after its launch that a lot of times how good the single-player experience was was kind of overshadowed by the disappointments that followed. I mean, later in the game when you're in the submarine, you're going around picking up nuclear waste, and you're underwater, and they've mapped the ocean floor like a half a mile out from the yeah. island. That's when you're like, who, who, how many of you have worked on this game? <laughs> it, it was a triumph. I it really was a huge thought I was not going to like the Trevor character. I thought I was just going to be like a crazy person for the sake of being crazy. He ended up being one of my favorite characters, I think. He walked a really weird line there where you wanted to hate him so yeah. much, but he would do these things that you kind of could at well, least tolerate you Eventually you get him. to the point where you understand Trevor logic. Yeah. And, you're like, and then you're like, oh, God, like you've, you've gone down this weird slope. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, right, it was, well, I, had, I had a ton of fun with a single player left unfulfilled on the multiplayer side of things. So I guess what that leaves us with, what's your pick? Game of the, the Year. The Last of Us, I think. I have to say Last of Us was – I'm glad to hear that. It, it, Last of Us was such an amazing experience for me. And this does go back to 
You know, is it gameplay or is it narrative? You could argue that some of the gameplay in Last of Us was really repetitive. Um, you know, when you're creeping through your, you know, 80th fog-filled room with clickers in it. Uh, but I thought the experience of playing Last of Us, it was literally like a book I couldn't put down. Mm-hmm. I really just couldn't wait to get home and play that game and see where the story was going. Um, even after I played the game, I watched – we have movie night. Ashley and I had movie night. We watched the cinematics all in a row mm-hmm. just to see how it held up You know, because uh, Naughty Dog, who makes Last of Us, is a PlayStation 3 exclusive. Um, it, they, they do a great job with cinematics. I mean the Uncharted series is a great cinematic game and a wonderful franchise. But Last of Us, I thought it was a great experience. Uh, the story, even though the story itself was so simple, I mean, you have an apocalypse and then a guy has to guard a girl who's the key to solving potentially the apocalypse. We've all seen that story a thousand times. Right. That's a basic, simple story, but they told it. Uh, I was so engaged well, with the characters and everything. I just loved Last They of Us. built the world very well as so good. In, in, a, in addition to that. And it's like you could really get immersed and you could really understand how the world had become that way and why things were the way they were. It was beautiful art direction and everything just made sense as a result of it. And furthermore, I think that they ended that game really well. I, uh, it's, tough, I, it's tough to talk about how good the ending is without you know turning off viewers. Uh, yeah, I was really afraid that if they had gone another two or three minutes more that it would have been ruined. But they, had, they definitely ended it at like the perfect moment where you're like, yes, perfect. Awesome. And not to gush too much, I do think there is a critical flaw in Last of Us, especially in the storytelling. Uh, there is a point in the story, a critical point in the story, where you make a choice, and the choice is presented uh, as though it's a choice, but it's not a choice. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And if they do that, they should not do that in the interactive portion of the game, especially a game that's as cinematic as Last of Us. They could have handled that very well in a cutscene the way they did with some other things as well. I th- maybe, yeah. But it wasn't enough to turn me off. But when that game ended, it, I thought it ended almost pitch perfect. Uh, just I, with the with the, the journey of those characters and what they had all been through, I really can't recommend Last of Us enough. Mm-hmm. I thought it was tremendous. Well, I mean, I went into a week ago probably willing to say GTA, but uh, and so I picked up Last of Us in preparation for this. And I don't know if it's because it's the most recent memory in my mind, but honestly, yeah, I gotta agree. It's narratively the most interesting game I've played this year. Yeah, and it's like... A, I haven't even tried multiplayer. I don't care. Oh, the, multiplayer, like, yeah. the multiplayer is fucking spot on, man. The best, thing yeah. I see, the best way I can describe the multiplayer in Last of Us, it's not a game that you would normally associate with multiplayer. It's kind of like... It has surprisingly good multiplayer. Uh, in a lot of ways, it's like Assassin's Creed in that sense, where you th- I don't think of Assassin's Creed as a huge multiplayer game, but the multiplayer is so unique and fun and different, and it fits the tone of the game. Last of Us is... After you're done playing Last of Us, when you play multiplayer, it does feel like a great extension of the campaign. Mm-hmm. And they have, like, a, a really good feature that normally I would hate this shit and I would think it'd be awful, but the Facebook import feature on multiplayer is so fucking amazing. You can let it connect to your Facebook account, and they say, we promise I'm going to post anything as you. They just pull... And I never do that for anything. I never do either. <laughs> but they pull all the names of your friends and then make them names of NPCs in, like, this metagame in the multiplayer. It's almost like the scoring for the ongoing, like, you see how long you can survive and then you bring people in your camp and they're people you know. Uh-huh. And then, they, like, they, they get, get hurt. They get sick or you yeah. need to get them food or medicine and it's like, you know, Ryan needs medicine. Like, Ryan broke his leg. Like, oh, no, Ryan, what am I going to do? Fucking Ryan. Wait, we're not friends on Facebook, so it wouldn't be you. <laughs> you know, actually, that feature I would love to see more games have. If, if As long as you knew it wasn't going to be posting, like, Gus mm-hmm. played 15 matches yeah, of Last of Us today. <laughs> Gus know. finished 15 out of 16 in Last of Us. Like, which, no. which we're making a joke. It doesn't do that. No, no. It, it, does not. it just pulls the information so it populates, you know, basically auto-completes all the custom fields for you. Mm-hmm. I love that XCOM did that. 
you know, because yeah. I like that's what I, true. Yeah, it's the first thing I do when I when I get a new troop at XCOM is I enter in their information. Mm-hmm. And it's funny the people that last. You you didn't last at all. You're awesome. You're in the greatest assault. I love guy. XCOM. Yeah, I'm a good. I'm good. You Put were dead, in. though, for me. <laughs> Somebody kicked down a door and shot you in the face. It was Typic- typical Gus. Got to work on that face. <laughs> it was rough. So, I listen, congratulations to Naughty Dog. This is one of many Game of the Year awards that Last of Us has won. And the most important Game of the Year award that well, Last of Us has won. By far. By, by far. far. Head and shoulders. The most important. But I, uh, I, yeah, I really can't say enough good things about Last of Us. It was a great game. Um, and it's, it's well worth getting your hands on a PS3 if you're not a PS3 owner and finding a way to play that somehow or some way. I don't yeah. know if it's worth buying a PS3 and then buying the game. Actually, PS3 prices are down. Are they? They sold really – PS3s and 360 sold really well over Christmas. Get a get a used one at GameStop for a few bucks and then sell it back when you're done. And I, I can tell you, Brian, how good the multiplayer in Last of Us is because I was going to loan you my PS3 <laughs> console because I had it digitally downloaded. And I was going to loan it to Ryan. I kept saying I'm going to do it. But then I played the multiplayer and I was like, oh, I forgot it today. <laughs> <laughs> so I kept um, playing it at home. So we're almost out of time, but I feel like there's a couple of news items that I wanted to mention real fast before we get okay, out of here. Can I interject one thing before you, we do that? Do it. Uh, I think this would be really fun if we yeah, – hopefully this continues into next year. What would be your most anticipated game of 2014? And then next year we can see if oh, we've picked it right. I don't know enough about what's coming out I know. This it's year. a hard choice right I, now. It might be – I don't know what's coming out. Yeah. I, wa- I want might us to be, pick something horrible and what, fall on our face, the, though. Uh, <laughs> the, the division, if they're still on track. They still that's, say, a good really call. that's a good call. They, they still say they're on track, but there have been rumors about it. We talked about it last yeah. patch. Ah, uh, boy. Uh, I mean, the thing I'm most looking forward to is the – Dead Rising 3 DLC, which is coming out like a week. Um, There's also Last of Us DLC coming out. Yeah, yes, uh, yeah. Once. Um, I'm, tr- I'm, tr- I'm trying my hardest to move to next yeah. gen. I keep loading up my yeah. Xbox 360, my PS3, and it's like, I never did this last generation. What's going on here? Um, gosh, I guess I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to the new Super Smash Brothers on Wii U. All right. I really am, which is coming out. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> I know. Here's why. I started playing it my my youngest kid Freaking loves Super Smash Brothers, and so I'm excited because like right. we just sit there and play. Go figure, he likes that. to destroy stuff, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, what about you? What's your? Uh, I think I'm, gonna, I'm really interested in Watch Dogs right now. I want to see what that comes out to be. Call. That seems like that's definitely coming out. Yeah, I will it. Say, it will. It will come out eventually. I'm sure. I don't know if either are coming out in 2014. Sunset Overdrive mm-hmm. and uh, Fortnite. I'm looking forward to both of those. those I love Star Citizen yeah. has a release either, but if that. Is 2014, then I would be interested in that. All right. Well, uh, Starbound okay. did not make our list. So that's another one. It's like, I'm for downloadable. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's also early access. It's I, not I done. They're, they're, they're yeah. going to have another fucking character wipe. I'm looking forward to the return of release date. They're going to have another character wipe. Yeah. All right. Well, we're at time. we got to go. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back on Monday, live stream another episode of Rooster Podcast, and next Wednesday with another episode of The Patch. Congratulations to Naughty Dog and Ubisoft. Game of the Years. Bye. Band-Aids. Games of the Years.